Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, Episode 69, last one before the election, joined in studio by our good friend... Jerry Eaton from Toyota. Andy Brent Bernard. And finally, last but not least... You sure? (laughs) Tommy. Just just trying to be nice. Uncle Tommy. (laughs) We'll be... We'll be right back. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For- <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. No, it's me. Gene Krupa, baby. God, I I used to love when Buddy Rich would go on The Tonight Show and yeah. talk to Johnny Carson. God, that was funny. He's such a phenomenal drummer. You know, everybody, about a month ago on social media, people are like, who's the best drummer ever? Is yeah. it Neil Peart or John Bonham? And I'm like, yeah, it's no. actually Buddy Rich. And they're like, <laughs> Buddy, oh, Rich. Buddy Rich, who's that? And I said, okay, oh. well, here's Neil Pert talking about Buddy Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, exactly. <laughs> he was a miserable prick as a human being, but he was a oh, hell Buddy of a Rich drummer. He said oh. the funniest thing ever in The Tonight Show, though. He said, uh, Johnny goes, so, Buddy, I understand uh, you were dating a new young woman uh, up until recently. He goes, yeah, that's right, Johnny. Goes so would I know her? He goes, well, yeah, you know, the singer Dusty Springfield. He goes, oh yeah, Dusty Springfield, yeah. Well, so you're not together? He goes, no, nah, no, nah, it didn't last more than a few weeks. He goes, well, what's the problem? And Buddy Rich said, well, the problem was when we'd go to sleep at night, we got into bed at night. She was this beautiful woman. And when I woke up in the morning, I rolled over and looked at Duke Ellington. Oh no! <laughs> On national television. Oh my! <laughs> and Buddy had to be what forty years older than Dusty oh, Springfield then? Th- yes. And I he's taking shots he's at her. He's taking shots at Dusty Springfield. She probably dumped him, and he couldn't get over it. When I was a youth, I was probably fourteen. The prom center was still active in St. Paul, and they had traveling big bands. All these guys were still alive in front of these bands. And my dad, he dragged me to the first show. And after I went to the first one, I willingly went to the next because it's the coolest thing in the world. If you've ever seen a 40, 30 feet, 30 piece uh, big band perform live, it's an unbelievable experience. But we saw Buddy Rich one time, and Buddy, you know, he's the band leader, and all the musicians have charts. Other than the main guy, everybody's in their 20s. Just badass musicians. And Buddy would do things like he'd get done with a song, he'd go 43. And. If you were the piano player and you were supposed to start chart number 43 and you were a second late after he said 43, oh. sticks would be flying across the <laughs> stage. I'm like, God, you're such an a-hole. So you're working with me. Well, except for you don't throw stuff. You just give people the stink eye. <laughs> you know, my favorite day of the year 
most of the time is uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra's mm-hmm. Christmas yeah, show. Yeah, the Christmas show. Yeah. Unbelievable. 17-piece big band swing orchestra with Brian just... I've never seen that. I've always wanted to go. I've seen it, it probably year? eight. I no, count. I don't. I think, I don't think that all these shows are. Canceled. He had to cancel last God. year because he had tinnitus. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they postponed that. They just postponed the Boston Marathon to the fall. Oh, did they? And yep. that runs April Patriots Day, April seventeenth, I think. No, Jerry, no. what's going on in the Toyo world? Jerry uh, is our friend. He's uh, he I met him through the podcast in the old studio, and one day he came along. and says, "You know, my nephew works at the Chrysler store. Do you think I'd be any good at selling cars?" And I said, "Well, let's see. You're really smart. People like you. Super positive." Who are you talking um, about? Yeah, who's yeah. this guy? <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, no, you don't have a future in sales." And he came on board. How was that? Three years ago? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half years ago already. Well. And I think the quickest ascension in the company to uh, the next spot up, which is team lead, and they, they just love them. And Toyota is our, our biggest, uh, highest volume store. What's new? What's going on new in the Toyota world? New in Toyota world. We have the new Venza is out. They oh. discontinued it after 2015, but they brought the nameplate back. So the Venza is basically a, a crossover that's built on a Toyota Camry platform. Yeah, I put it in between above RAV4, below Lexus. Kind of fills a little niche there. Uh, JB bought one of those from us. Yeah, he had bought a Ford Escape, and he called me like a week or two after he had it, and he's like, God, I just don't like this thing. I don't feel oh, safe. And he yep. was he was really going through it. He, he buying his first house and all that. He was under. He put a lot of pressure on himself. I said, Dude, you get a return policy. Just call Greg and go back. And he he wound up buying a used Venza that we had, and uh, he called me a month or so after that he goes this is the best car i've ever owned mm-hmm. and now he's now that the all-wheel drive is out which it didn't have before he's yeah in fact the new ones are 100 percent all-wheel drive 100 percent hybrid oh really yep so there's no more front-wheel drives and no nope. just straight gas motors because before they were fours and sixes right correct well, is there any real benefit to not having all-wheel drive in a car well, if you don't need it, it is. It does add weight. There's a little bit, a, a little less fuel, fuel efficiency, yeah. but it's like a mile or two per gallon typically, where in the old days it used to be pretty dramatic. Yeah. So Can you I mean, do the four-wheel drift in it? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I don't not. think it's ever been tried in a Venza. Or any other Toyota product <laughs> manu- <laughs> manufactured after about 2003. <laughs> Well, they brought the Super back. Super's though. back, yeah. Yep. Oh, so the, uh, the 86. Those. You could drift in an 86. Yeah. Really? It's just I, a little two-seater. I drifted oh, once yeah. because I parked on a hill in winter. <laughs> yeah, that's drifting. There's Unintentional drift drifting. Literally just went sideways down the hill and ran into a curb. Oof. Oops. So Better do you have, curb than do you a, have a lot of Venzas in inventory? We I'm, have a handful, and yeah, it's brand new. We've sold a couple. We have some in the pipeline. We've probably got 20 to 25 okay. in the pipeline, so, so they're coming in. So, yeah, it's moderately good volume for yeah. Toyota. Yeah, no, it's a really nice car. It's, what kind uh, of gas miles does it get, do you know? 39. Wow. Combined? Yeah. Wow. That's really good. An yeah. all-wheel drive vehicle. Yes. That's something. And then the new uh, Sienna's due out within the next month. That, too, will be 100% hybrid with all-wheel drive available. I happen so. to know somebody that would be a great prospect for that vehicle because the Outback's getting a little small. Uh-oh. Oh. Your sister. Mm-hmm. She's been talking about the minivan. She's been saying the yes. M word for a Uh-oh. while. You should give her a jingle. When we those can hook hit. her up with one. They're, they're very, very nice. You so still you're sell talking a minivan with 35 miles a gallon. You still yeah. sell Geo Metros? Uh, no. <laughs> Wise guy. Wow. What else, Jerry? What else is going on in Toyota World? Uh, those are kind of the big ones. Uh, we're a year away from the new Tundra. Uh, that'll be cool. 
It's all rumors at this point in time. We don't know, but it's rumored of a V6 hybrid. Okay. Turbo. How is the Camry all-wheel drive selling? Because that came out a year ago, right? No, all-wheel drive is fairly new. Um, more months ago, a couple months oh, ago. Oh, really? That's all it was? Yeah. I thought it was a little longer ago. Yeah, but it's cool. The the new Camry will be out. It's just the refresh. It's year four of the yeah. car. So for those of you who don't know, a, a general car redesign comes after six years and after the third year. So in year four, they do a little refresh on it. So yeah. the refresh is coming up. They're not in yet. They're soon. They're in freight status. So we'll have them in a few weeks. Uh, tweak the interior a little bit. But, no, the all-wheel drives are great. It'll be interesting to see what that does because Nissan did that with the Altima, I think, two years ago. And it was a little slow to start, but starting about this time last year, it's the most popular selling model in the Altima lineup. It, it sells way more than, than the front-wheel drive one. So i got a fun story to read here. Talk about lease payments. Uh-oh. Okay. What could be more fun? What could be more fun than lease payments? <laughs> <It was> very <laughs> fun. This guy uh, leased a brand new Bugatti Chiron Sport oh, to no. retail of three point five million dollars. No, not that story. And he had a Ferrari that's worth three hundred fifty grand, which is ten grand more than he paid for it. Which is kind of typical with Ferraris. Ferrari will not let Ferrari dealers mark up the cars. If, if you sell them Ferrari for over window sticker, you can lose your franchise. Oh, really? Wow. So it's typical. It's not unusual for the right car to be worth more as a one-year-old used car than a brand new one. It's just kind of a quirky little deal the way they do it. So uh, the Bugatti had a 3.5 mil retail price, but they talked them down to 3.3. Got a $200,000 discount, which is 6%. That's 6%. It's not terrible. So using the equity from the Ferrari, the monthly lease on a Chiron for a 24-month lease... Guess what the lease payment is monthly? Hundred grand a month. Yeah, you're a little high. I was but gonna not say much. ten grand. Sixty-five nine fifty a month, including <laughs> all tax and fees. Guess how many miles per year that is? Because on leases they have a oh, limit right. you can drive. Five thousand. I'll go three thousand. Twenty-five hundred. There you go. <laughs> Sixty-five thousand nine fifty a month, all taxes. <laughs> Works out to a total lease cost of one point nine million dollars so he'll spend close to two million dollars over the course of two years and he still won't own the darn thing god that is unbelievable on the upside all services included and that's a good thing because the annual service on the car is twenty thousand yes it is oh my god so what do they put in those cars that makes them worth three million dollars i don't know i it's a great question i mean they're they're beautiful, they're super fast, yeah, and they're really finicky. I mean, they're fragile, mm-hmm. and they're very expensive to maintain. Yeah, but it's like, it's still a, it's an internal combustion engine, you know. You can't really... You know, I'm not sure that that's true. So no. a lot of these uh, Italian supercars are hybrids, actually. The uh, Ferrari La Ferrari is a hybrid, and I think a lot of them are. I don't know enough about this particular Bugatti. Maybe somebody that owns one could call in. <laughs> talk and text line for Bugatti and Ferrari owners. Open at 561-228-4061. That's 561-228-4061. Come on, Bugatti owners, give us a shout. We know well, you're out there. Now, one guy could call him, but he, uh, he just died. <laughs> you see yeah. that guy yesterday? Uh-uh. The guy just died, just got out of jail for DUI. Oh, I did see that. His 28th DUI. Oh! What? 28 DUIs. How is that even possible? No. Wow. How do you Because I think after six, they shoot you, don't they? I would think. <laughs> 28. And he looked just like Santa. 
Of course he did. <laughs> he had the big beard, the big long white hair. 32 wow. years old. Yeah, yeah probably, exactly. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably had the much. Elizabeth Warren t-shirt on. Probably. <laughs> probably Guessing did. not. Oh, we got to take a break here. We'll be right back with more exciting stories and car selling secrets. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. I said, sisters, if you only knew, you would wish you were in my shoes. Keep on using me. Until you use me up. I love this tune. Until you use me up. Great song. Is that Bill Withers? Yeah, Bill Withers. I loved Bill Withers. I saw a documentary about him a few years ago, and it was just, he was like a baggage handler for airlines and recording on the side and just made it big overnight and wrote, it was really prolific for a couple of years. And what was his first big song? I don't even remember. <sighs> Boy, I really can't remember either. I cannot think of songs when I have other songs in my head. So, I mean, I, I just, I'd have to look it up, so. Hold, hold something, hold on, hold on. Something like that. What's his name? Bill Withers. Bill Withers. There's the, the well, old Ain't No Sunshine joke. When She's Gone. There you go. That's that was probably, probably his was. biggest hit. That's probably Although that's Use Me Up is up there, too. Let's see. Ain't No Sunshine, Grandma's Hands, Use Me, Lean On Me. That's Lean On Me, yeah. Just the Two of Us, that's another big one. Yeah, uh, so he, he, Lovely Day. <laughs> Yellow Submarine. Lovely Day, yep. <laughs> Yellow Submarine. <laughs> He's got a couple songs yeah, it's, uh, that he wrote. Just a couple. And seemingly really just a, a just a lovely person. Yep. This documentary was pretty good. It was fun to watch if yep. you're into that sort of stuff. Nicer than Buddy Rich? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit nicer than Buddy. Well, I looked it up, by the way. Buddy was 22 years older. Older than Dusty Springfield? Yes. Okay, that's that still 20, pretty mean. You don't take years shots than... at your girlfriend. Ah, oh, come on. Duke Ellington. That's not a shot. <laughs> That's a good, Maybe he that. was a fan. He's an old gay black man. I think that's a shot. Was he yes. gay? I didn't know yeah. he was gay. I never was knew he? that. He was gay, man. All right. Well, no, I didn't. I never knew that. Not I, that I, there's I, anything I a, wrong with no, it. To I don't quote give a Jerry Seinfeld. You know, I messed something up. Mm -hmm. um, you're supposed to tell us a story of your very first car. That's that's a new thing oh, since right. you've been on last time. Oh, my fantastic brown 1972 Dodge Dart Swinger. Ooh, the Slant 6? Uh, no, it had the 318 V8. Oh, wow, you I were a hot style. brother. It's my grandpa's car, <laughs> originally from North uh, Jamestown, North Dakota. Where that go, car Jamestown, started. Just like Catherine's family. Yeah, so I learned to drive in a rear-wheel drive car in North Dakota, so I can mm, actually drive. Wow. Yeah. So what, ha what happened at the Swinger? I just sold it for a couple hundred bucks in college. Can you imagine that one time that was the name that they put on a car? Let's call it the Swinger. swinger. Honestly, yeah, I can. Swinger. Yeah, well, it is Chrysler. They've That's always a solid been a little point. bit crazy. When I was in college, there was a guy, and I should have bought the car because it's probably worth a fortune now, but he had a 
67 Barracuda. It was purple, looked like Prince Purple, and it had something on it called a mod top, which was like a paisley applique over the top. It was a factory option. Mm -hmm. Ugly, the car was uglier than Sin, but I'm sure. And the 67 was the last fastback bubble style of the mm -hmm. Barracuda. That car would be worth a fortune today. Well, especially with the paisley top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mod Paisley. Top. Yeah, it was cool. They couldn't have made many of those. Yeah, they. I, it was ugly. It was really horrible looking car, but <laughs> but that stuff's worth a lot of money now. I've got a friend who's got a restored gr lime green gremlin. She and her husband roll around in that in South As Minneapolis. you do. <laughs> and I think they were actually that car's on the album cover of the new Jayhawks record. So really, yep. Small world. I do wonder if, like, 60, 70 years from now, people are going to be like, oh, I wish I had kept that Pinto. It's worth a fortune now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Are, you never know what's going to 70s cars ever going to be collectible? Because they re really were the worst yeah, cars terrible. ever. Horsepower just went away. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah, they were trying to figure, especially the Americans, they were trying to figure out how to uh, compete with Toyota and, yeah. and Honda, which were rising automotive stars, and they just, it was just some of the worst and ugliest looking cars ever Brutal. Except for the 79 uh, Lincoln Mark V. Still love that car. It's one of yeah. my favorite cars of all time. Yeah, I, I, I had a 70, it was a divorce mobile. I think I bought it for $400. A, a country club beige 77 Coupe de Ville. Car was longer than a Suburban. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things, a Woodhill Golf Course, which is the, mm -hmm. for people who might not know this, Woodhills, while they very, very wealthy play golf in Minnesota. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's, it was built for very wealthy people. As a matter of fact. If you look down your nose at the Wyzetta Country Club, you're a Woodhill member. That's exactly yes. right. Because they built Wyzetta for the normal people. Right. The normal <laughs> wealthy people yes, in Wyzetta. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I remember that era was the first time I ever went there, and I pulled in the parking lot. And I'm driving like a Cadillac Alante or something, whatever it was back then. That was what the '80s. Yeah, it would have been mm -hmm. late '80s. I think. Was it late '80s already? I think yes. so. Late '80s, early '90s. '87 oh, through '91 convertible. '87, '93. Must have been. Must have been something else because that would have been in the '70s, right? You guys are talking. Yeah, uh, I the can't remember what I was driving. Coupe de Ville was a that one was a '70s car. They still made them in the '80s. But I pull in the the Wood Hill parking lot, and every billionaire there was driving a Dodge Dart to <laughs> prove how woke they were. Uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, man! Do you suppose they're ever going to bring back the like thirty foot long car that that was so big back in like you know the? We're watching Magic City, which is uh, uh, it's a two year. It was on for two years. A series about. Uh, the Magic City Casino down in Miami. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. The shortest car yep. was about 70 feet long. <laughs> oh, wow. It was 1958. Yep, the 50s, oh, the 60s. Oh, my. Yeah. Cars were as big as this room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my Rig God. All rigid steel. <laughs> Think yeah. of how much sheet metal is in one of those. Um, oh, huge cars. You hit the back end with a hammer, the entire thing would just disintegrate from vibration. <laughs> Probably true. Well, speaking of which, I have another fun story. I was going to ask Jerry a Toyota question, but we'll read this instead. Tesla admits rain can damage bumpers. Bumpers? The automatic, uh, the automaker, inter, in, pff, nice reading, Captain Green Jeans. Captain Loser. <laughs> Issued a service bulletin that repeatedly claims that the problem is rare, but confirms that damage from driving in heavy rain will be repaired under warranty. They finally acknowledge what some furious customers with social media accounts have been saying for more than two years. The Model 3 had a design flaw that can cause the rear bumper to fall off in the rain. 
What? Minor problem. What was it glued on with Elmer's? Right. In, in rare instances, certain components on Model 3 vehicles built at the Fremont factory before May 21st, 2019, might be damaged when driving through standing water or on road or highways with poor drainage or pooling water. The document reads, in these rare instances, the rear fascia might detach from the vehicle and harness and body fasteners might also be damaged. So basically, you drive it through a puddle, yeah, the really. rain hits the back bumper and just falls off the car. <laughs> that is unbelievable. It's not unbelievable, actually, unfortunately. Well, that's kind of what 70s cars were like, remember? If you tap the back of a Pinto, it would explode. explode absolutely. Wheels would fall off on uh, the Corvairs and all that sort of stuff. I just got an email from a listener wondering why we're talking about cars on car selling. I know, it is really weird. <laughs> well, we're waiting for that Bugatti owner to text in 561-228-4061. And tell us about Bugatti maintenance. I know. Well, Officer Dave actually texted in about Bugattis. What did he say? Justifying their price somewhat. Somewhat? Uh, well, they're all hand-built. So there's that, which is like rare. I don't think it even exists in consumer cars. No, most cars, cars are, are all built yeah. by robots. Um, and they can go in excess of 250 miles per hour, just in case you really need to get home early. I yeah, guess. sure. Um, and then they're all imported, which is also, you know, a thing. Imported from France. I mean, I would I would like to drive one. I probably don't fit. Most of those cars are built no. for Formula One yeah, drivers that thing. are all like 5'8", yeah. 110 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I hopped in a Miata at the auto show. I think it was two years ago. It took me about 30 seconds to get out of it. <laughs> yeah, I remember Dad's Tesla Roadster back in the day. When you got out of it, your feet actually started higher than the rest of you when right, you yeah. stood on the ground to get out. It's like... How is this? How is this thing negative five feet tall? And see, now that's why Alex needs a minivan. I, I've said this for a million years. It doesn't matter if it's Toyota, Honda, the Dodge. Doesn't matter. The entrance and exit height of minivans is perfect. Oh yeah, no, you, it's great. You don't get up. You don't get down. You just sort of and slide it's easy to get and kids and kids can get in and out when they're yeah. at that car seat age. Absolutely, and, they're great. We had a van when uh, Alex and I were kids for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they're. I had four of them when we four were growing up, and they're awesome for that. They're actually really. Other than the fact you're driving a minivan, they're 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 annoyingly good. practical. Yeah. And as I tell families who always buy them, I don't care how hard your eight-year-old kid tries when he's 16. You cannot look cool driving a minivan when you're 16 years old. It, what I noticed flames on the side still can't do I'm it. like a unicorn in a skull. <laughs> what I noticed when I had Dodge Caravans is I could drive as fast as I want. The cops would look at me and go, "Oh, you poor guy, you're in a minivan." <laughs> Man, speaking of that, I was coming home from uh, Saturday night, Sunday night, one of those nights. Uh, from Brooklyn Park and starting right at about Highway 136 Avenue North in Crystal, all the way to Crosstown, it was the Cannonball Run. Really? I mean, I got passed by a minimum yeah. of 40 cars doing well in excess of yep. 100. That's no kidding. Over there, for some reason, I, I drive that every day going home. Uh -huh. And, yeah, I don't know why, but people are literally going 100 miles per hour. Well, the cops busted a whole bunch of guys doing, and, and probably gals too, I don't know, but doing donuts in downtown Minneapolis. That had become a thing for the last couple months. They'd go down there on Saturday night because it's deserted, right? Seventh yeah. and Nicollet and just light them up and spin circles. Well, they finally busted like a dozen of them, I think, last weekend. I got freaked out once when I was just looking in front of me and one car, I was in the middle lane, and one car came on either side of me. I mean, yeah. like I was saying, shook my car. They were going so fast. Yeah, that's... And then they both went to the middle lane at the same time, and I'm like, whoa! Mm -hmm. It's like, what, are you shooting a movie? But that no, normally right. doesn't end well. No, no it does not. You see this, did you? That's just, they do that. One of them fell off, but I don't know where it went. <laughs> oh. Uh, 
Oh, there you go. I just, I just thought someone. We better take a quick break, and we'll be right back for multiple reasons. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. God, I love this. You do this to me every day. I know. I've uh, I've had to start practicing drums again because Sarah and I are going to start recording. And I, man, I'm not a very good drummer, and it's a lot of work. And it, it's it takes a fair amount of physical toll on you. My right leg was really sore yesterday from no. playing kick drum parts and. Like like anything else, if you do it all the time, your body gets used to it. But I hadn't played drums in probably two years, and it certainly sounded like it. Ugh. It's but I'll be ready. I'll be ready when It'll it's time be to fine. hit the record, the big red button. Just plug in the Casio and do the uh, demo <laughs> drum loop. Yeah. I had a question for you, Jerry. Um, you know, we started Walzer to you, and I, I thought of this because of an article I read in Automotive News, and I'll get to this in a minute, but... We started Alt Walzer to you back in the spring as a way to make feel, pe- people feel comfortable with the whole COVID crisis, so on and so forth. It kind of slowed down over the summer, but do you, are you seeing people taking advantage of that still? Some, okay. yeah. It's not, you know, every car by any stretch of the imagination, but, yeah, we keep track of it, and it is, it's definitely a great tool for the right person. Because I think that if this article that I read is correct, and I'd been talking to Paul Walzer about this probably eight or nine years ago, I said, you know, if we really get this one price thing so people are comfortable with it and they don't feel that they have to negotiate and we have a return policy and we can do paperwork online, do we really need these monstrously large dealerships? And that was the point of this article. It's like as is e-commerce slowly takes over cars because they're right. really complicated. I mean, it's a yeah. complicated financial transaction. but. It really burdens uh, dealers. It, these dealerships ex- are expensive. In fact, I don't. Do we have a date when they're going to start the new Toyota store? <laughs> I just put my hand underground when it sticks because hell froze over. Okay, that's the day that it's happening. <laughs> We've been debating with. They've been the boys have been going back and forth. We, we need a, a more modern facility. We've outgrown that place badly. Yeah. The, the, the facility's not that bad. It's just size. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah, no, it's really nice for what it is, but we don't have enough service bays, and it's uh, it, it it creates problems. You know, it's a, it, it's a good problem to have. We've got too much business. It's to a first serve it. problem. Absolutely. But other than service, you just wonder, you know, you think they might be right. I, maybe we don't need massive showrooms anymore, and that's, you know, the manufacturers all dig it because it's kind of a testament to how groovy they are. But it gets really expensive for the dealers. I, I don't know. 
Well, it's that, that's every business now, isn't it? Yeah, I think There's so. no reason to have radio stations anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't need them. You don't need them anymore. You need a um, transmitter site. That's about all you need. Yeah, but you don't need to be attached to the transmitter anymore. So nah, That's true. Because that's what it used to be. Everything was wired directly into right, the transmitter. Right. But at this point, yeah, technically, don't need it. Yeah, you know, everybody just work from home. The salespeople, the management, and the announcers just work from home and everything's good. I still and you guys do it well. It's going to sound like I'm being a butt kisser, but when you think about the morning show, you've got people that are in three different locations, right? And but the technology is good, but I think it's also there's a little bit of skill there when you're interacting with people that you can't see. And I I think that's that that's you wouldn't know it if you if you're a casual a casual listener to the morning show that you weren't all in the same room. Although it's not fair to say it that way because I'd rather not see people. <laughs> so there the you show go. would actually be worse if they're all together. <laughs> Don't look at me. Stop looking. Shut up, Candace. You're stay being over there. stupid. <laughs> exactly. Don't take my candy. We're actually talking recently about how sometimes we'd have comedians in when Tom and Catherine weren't in studio. They were calling in. And they'd start talking, and the comedians would like look around the room. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a they? big room. It's not like there's anywhere for them to hide. They're so comedians. It's like, what though. are you looking for? Yeah, they're not the brightest bulbs. Yeah, the not the smartest <laughs> people on the planet, and most of them are half stoned by noon. That's true. A lot Very of them. Are, a lot of them haven't gone to sleep yet when the show starts. So. Now, in fairness, I've I've been in the the KQ studios in Southeast Minneapolis a few times. Usually, the last spot we do for the year right before christmas i'll go in and just kind of horse around i've never been in there it's really weird because you're sitting in this room with a big a table about this long with mic set up but there's usually only one person sometimes there's nobody in there yeah. and there's all and it's really dark like that seems to be the radio station yes. thing and everybody right. else is in these sort of satellite studios and you can't really see anybody it is mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. time i was in there like this is really weird and if you were a a traveling comedian and you know you did a show and mm-hmm. stayed up till three in the morning and you get up at seven to go to elm street it would be a little di- it, it would could be disorienting yeah. i understand how that works it's all true i'd like to respond but i just saw something i might start crying oh mm. you know who at 35 years old four years from now is gonna go up against kamala harris aoc you got it oh no good luck this is what we get now Oh, Good God. luck. It's it doesn't mean she's going to be successful. No, she can try. That's, that's what but I'm saying. I don't think she's going away. I'm going to be honest with you. Was your ego that big when you were 31? Oh I mean, no! My God! This is a woman who thinks she's smarter than everybody on earth. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. I was like, God. Teenagers are like that. Oh, that's true. Usually, yeah. by the time you're 30, you've figured out that you're not, you know, yeah. an incarnation of God. It's all true. Yeah, she, uh, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. AOC versus Eric Trump. How about the sweet release of death? Before it ever <laughs> Not Eric, for her, for me. I think you sound like mortal. Eric yeah, Trump exactly. might be our first president over the height of eight feet. What? Eric, who? Oh, Baron? Oh, no, that's oh. Baron. Baron's, Baron's the, the really tall Baron's one. Baron's the really tall one. He's super tall. He's, he's weirdly he's, tall. Donald's yeah. like, what, 6'4"? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baron's at least 3, 4 inches taller. Yeah. He's only like 14. I, I don't think Donald Trump's 6'4". <laughs> no, he's about 6'1". Well, whatever. Baron's, Baron's several got, inches taller. Yeah. He's like yeah. 14 years old. 
Well, you know, I'm exactly I don't. Sick. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. I he post very thing, few things on social media about Trumpers family, but there was yeah. last summer. I there was a picture of the three of them, and the last time I saw Baron Trump, I don't think he'd gone through the change yet. Right. It was just like, you mm-hmm. know, and I just posted, man, this kid has grown fast. Boy, did I just get lit up! How dare you make fun of Baron? I'm not making fun of him. How dare you fun of Baron? I know. He grew six. For the most part, I think the media has been pretty good at staying away from him. Yeah, well, that's interesting. They As they should be, absolutely. Yeah. So Abraham Lincoln, always well known for being a very tall man, yeah, six four. Uh, Doug. Oh. <laughs> Apparently yeah. we're showing pictures. He's taller than me. He's the same the size as Tom. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, he's the same height I am, and I'm about six feet and a half an inch. Yeah, well, there you go. Six four, my butt. <laughs> Abe Lincoln was six four. He was, yeah. But today, that's not, I mean, it's, it's tall. Yeah. But it's not like, not like weirdly right. tall, but in the 1800s, you know. Well, then you stick a stove tight, a stove. The hat didn't help. Stove pipe, pipe, pipe hat. You yes. can't even talk. Washington, I think, was six five, wasn't he, George? He was six two, apparently. 6'2". Oh, was he? But again, the hats, you know, I do hats were bigger back then. I do love that commercial where Abraham Lincoln and Jesus are standing at the theater. This is the worst theater experience I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus just goes. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know what it's for, which that's, is That's sad. the problem with those commercials. They're so creative, and you can remember the jokes. You yep. just can't remember the product. My I new favorite no one is... It's a guy, it's like Dr. Rick, and he's teaching uh, middle-aged people how to be adults. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, everybody sees it, everybody sees it. That the woman walks by with pink hair. And blue hair. Blue. Right. Because he's going, blue, blue hair, blue. Okay, okay, adjustable spanner, great choice. Okay, uh, you hired him. You don't need to help him. <laughs> that is a good commercial. Gladys, if you have too many pillows... If you can't sit down, there's too many. <laughs> but what's the product? Them. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, that is Geico. the thing. Is I think it Geico? Geico. I think okay. it's Geico. I'm I, not sure I about would, that. Though, you wouldn't bet a lot of money on it, though, no, would you? No, I would not, mm-hmm. no. But I think it is Geico. But that that is very, very funny. <laughs> Come on. He doesn't need your help. Did he ask for your help? <laughs> right. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he's back in the caravan. Back in the caravan. Do you know them? Do you know them? Dr. Rick. I, I do love that, that commercials. Those commercials are great. Who else likes books about submarines? Apparently it was my, my dad. dad. <laughs> that was progressive. Oh, it is progressive. See? Don't even know. So isn't that the same company? Oh. No. I mean, no. No, they're, no, they're bitter owned, competitors. They're, all, yes, pro- they're yeah. probably all owned by the same multinational trillion dollar company. Maybe it was. But I, I think it was uh, you know, mayhem that started that whole trend. Because yeah, before that... Yeah. Yeah, that Insurance was one of the earliest ones. Commercials were like the worst things in the world. You're in good hands with Allstate. Yeah, I know. Great. We're happy for you. Although I got to be honest with you, I've about had my limit of flow. Yeah, it's about. I think she's outstayed her welcome by about ten years. Yeah, it's okay. Let's move on. I mean, I didn't mind the commercials, but it's like okay, but, we've seen a bit. That those commercials, you do know that that's progressive. I mean, they, they do did work. Tie You're the right. thing together. And You're right. The colors and everything. Yeah, you can. It's instantly recognizable. Yeah. As, mm-hmm. I like it when she plays her mom, dad, and her brother. Yeah, she plays all the roles. That is very good well, when she does. That. As long as they don't try to make a TV show about her, they'll never oh, beat the caveman. That'd, oh, that'd be God. definitely <laughs> jumping the shark. You that's right. The, <laughs> they tried to make a TV show out of the caveman. Yes, didn't they, they did. And uh, the. Oh. Even worse about that TV show, other than the fact that it was about the Geico cavemen, was the fact that they called each other uh, My Magger. 
Oh, oh no. As in my Cro-Magnon? As in Cro- my Magger? Oh. Yep. oh my god. I never saw that. I can't That's I can't believe idea. that hit the air. I don't think it lasted more than one episode. <laughs> if it even lasted one episode. <laughs> dump oh midway god. through, yeah. NBC <laughs> hit the dump button at, you know, minute 12. <laughs> the, the rarely used kill show now button. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the kill show now button. That wraps up uh, another, God, I can't believe it went by that fast, episode 69 of Car Selling Secrets. Next week is the birthday episode. Birthday episode for somebody's birthday. We don't know who. Who could it be? Oh, that's right, both of us. Two days before you. Yeah. That's right, the 5th and the 7th. So we'll be accepting birthday gifts here. Maybe we should have John in. I don't know that I have a guest next week. Oh, you should call John Hines. Could have Absolutely. the birthday show. It'd be perfect. Have the birthday show with John Hines because he's on the eighth of November. Okay, Call I will. Mark Rosen, thirteenth of November. I tried to get Rosie in um, because I thought it'd be funny. He goes, you know, I'm just I'm tied up with Vikings and K Fan and stuff with my wife. I'd love to do it, but it's just the timing isn't good now. So I'm I am going to get him. Yeah, he he'll be great. I love. Rosie. He's got a lot going on in his life, but it would be great indeed. to see him again. So. Jerry, always a pleasure. Indeed. And don't ever bring stuff in for Doug again because he'll take it all. I will Son not. Of a- we'll never see the end of it. If you're in the market for a newer used Toyota, see our good friend Jerry at Walzer Toyota on right. 494 and American Boulevard. We've spent millions of dollars advertising the location. If you don't know where it is, it's right next to Sensors. You know how many calls I take about that? <laughs> I, I get them all the time. It's next to Joe Sensors. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I know right yeah, where it is. Great. Honest <laughs> to God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Right next to the rusty scupper. <laughs> right? right there. Over and out, everybody. We'll see you next week.